Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Today, we are joined by what I want to say is such an awesome guest for our episode. We're here with Kayla, who actually shared with me I'm no joke exaggerating, and this was fate working its best, doing its part. This is literally the one year, like the one year, a year ago from, okay, I'm exposing myself, July 26th, 2023, a year ago on 2022, Kayla joined Fitbay Body, and this was her day one. Like that is buck wild and crazy. And so the universe has brought us together. Kayla is down over 25 pounds, is here to share her story about not just how she lost the weight, but how she actually fell in love with this whole process. So she wasn't so desperate to get there by a certain time, but was really prioritizing getting there and knowing how to maintain her progress for the rest of her life. I just want to dive right in with Kayla because it's literally that good. So welcome, Kayla, to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about my journey and everything that I learned with you. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Before I pressed record, I said to you, Kayla, you know, we're going to talk about the moment you applied for coaching because it's a fun, iconic story. And actually, I'm kind of jealous of that story because I want to go to the place that you were. But that's for another day. Or I guess later on in the show, not another day. But when I was talking to Kayla before I pressed record, I was sitting here like, I actually forget what Kayla did for like fads before this, because I knew you dieted before and nothing was working. But as you guys will learn later on in the show, Kayla is so focused on getting better, doing what she can control, not like holding on to the past. And I think what's really interesting is I literally forgot the fad diets that you did. Because the truth is it didn't define you in your journey. That wasn't what we harped on and focused on holding on to that past. So I'm so curious, Kayla, can you refresh my memory? What diets did you even do before Fit Bay Body and TSN? Oh my gosh. So I feel like I did a little bit of everything. I know that I avoided the intermittent fasting and the keto, but I... I'm very competitive. So I loved finding like workout challenges that had like a deadline. So if there was a 90 day challenge with the specific exercise or the specific diet, I would join it and I would dive right into it. And I think I've done two or three and I've placed either second, first and all of them. And I love the adrenaline rush of that and like holding myself accountable. But as soon as we were done and I had the results of the competition, I fell right out of it. I was It was nothing that I was able to maintain and keep up with, which was my problem for so many years. Yeah. And when you applied for coaching, I actually want you to tell a story. How did you apply for coaching? Can, can you tell us, expose yourself, where were you in the world when you applied for coaching? <laughs> yes. So I was in Santorini, Greece. Iconic. Ugh. Yes. I love it. It's beautiful there. I recommend everyone needs to go at least once. But yeah, so I was sitting at the pool in Santorini and I remember so vividly like choosing a lounge chair that was the furthest away from the pool because you're seeing all of these like gorgeous girls with these barely bikinis, like not covering anything. And I just remember sitting there like so insecure 
And I feel like it was almost like an epiphany moment where I was like, I'm tired of being comfortable with being uncomfortable in my body. Like I'm tired of being comfortable, being so comfortable, trying to choose the chair the farthest away, trying to hide my body, comparing myself. And it's not even about like comparing to the other women, but just like not feeling content in how you felt to like live your best life on this amazing vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in Santorini, like literally Santorini and I'm uncomfortable. Like I couldn't be there in the moment and enjoy it. So I remember sitting on the lounge chair. I think I followed you on Instagram probably like six months prior. And I think you popped up on like my story with the intake form. And I was like, I'm doing this. And I sat on the lounge chair and I filled out your questionnaire. And I was like, I just felt like it was like a, I needed to do it then and there, or I wouldn't have done it. I want to dig deeper. Why do you feel like you wouldn't have done it if you waited? Because it sounds like this wasn't like a new problem, but you reached the point where there was no turning back. And that's interesting because a lot of people do turn back. Literally, I've had women say, Lauren, I've sat on your application for, I'm not exaggerating, guys, three years. Like people being like, I three years. Then they do it and they're like 90 days later, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, and I'm not just saying that for for coaching and, and my company. Like I'm saying it, like people wait to and procrastinate on things that they want to achieve. So why in that moment did you know there was no turning back? I think for me, like it was really, one, I was so uncomfortable and I felt in that moment, like, I'm not really like one to feel like I have something influenced me, but that moment I really did. So I think that was it. I was tired of being uncomfortable. I felt like I think a lot of women go back because it is scary admitting that you're not happy with where you're at physically because there's so much body positivity movement, which is wonderful. And I support it 100%. But so then you start making excuses like, okay, I don't love how my thighs look or how my stomach looks, but I'm beautiful the way that I am. And I feel like I, I took that movement and I really hung on to it. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But like deep down, I was happy, but I wasn't in love with how I looked and I didn't feel like powerful. So I think that that just really being okay to admit that I can do more for myself. That was the moment that I needed to just dive right into it. I am so glad you're bringing that up because this has actually been going on a lot with some of the private conversations I've had with clients where when you are in our culture right now, we're so happy. And I'm so happy that there is such a positivity around loving your body at every phase of your journey, every phase of your life. We know size discrimination is a really big and and very real thing. But at the same time, what I see is it almost manifests like we go through this for many women, right? We come from this place of wanting to be so thin, unrealistic, like that's the first phase of our fitness journey. Then we get to this phase where maybe like we rebound, we gain weight back, our body changes, and we focus on self-love, more of that health at every size, more of that like body acceptance, body positivity, which is really great. But then we get to this gray area, which is the area that obviously we talk a lot about on the show, which is, okay, we've been kind of in these extreme mindset-wise, maybe extreme weight-wise, extreme body-wise, and then now we're kind of left putting the pieces together, not knowing if I want to lose weight for the right reasons, are we just conforming to wanting to be like super thin? Should I feel guilty that I want to lose weight? Because wait, doesn't that go against body positivity? And so what I'm hearing from you, Kayla, is you kind of were able in that moment to kind of decipher this. 
as, you know, I wanted to become fitter. And I think that's a really big part of your journey. We're going to dive into like, this wasn't just about weight loss. It was becoming genuinely fit. And the version of Kayla in Santorini, Greece, she loved herself. She was a great person. It's not that you didn't enjoy who you were and the person you were then, but you knew you just didn't have the lifestyle and the habits and you wanted something more for yourself that was going to give you confidence. And I think a lot of times we forget that fitness journeys also give us confidence. Like it's not just about being thin. Like when you show up to workouts, you gain strength, you're lifting heavier weights, you're crushing your protein, your digestion feels good. Like you are seeing physical progress, both in strength, but maybe in body composition too. Like when you don't break those promises to yourself, you actually gain so much confidence completely outside of how you look. So anyway, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because it's really tough for women, like not sure, do I want to lose weight for the right reasons? Am I, you know, saying a bigger body's bad? Like it's not black and white answers. And I think a lot of women are afraid to talk about this topic, which is the whole point of this, because it can produce a lot of shame, like within yourself, I'm sure, but also shame in our culture, because it's just such an opinionated topic right now. Absolutely. I agree. And I think the confidence statement is so true. Like going through the process, I have had a lot of people say like your smile, you just look so much happier. And And I feel like I am, but it's not because I lost 25 pounds. It's not because my scale says, oh, you're lighter. It's just because I'm so proud of the journey that I had to take because it's not just like getting on the treadmill and running and it's not just eating all your protein. Oh gosh, no. (laughs) Like it's so much more, like it is a lifestyle change and it's also, it's so mental. And I think that that is really where my roadblock was is how much I needed to learn and to like give myself grace throughout the process and just like really absorb everything that it comes to having a better lifestyle. Yeah. Not to dwell on it anymore, but I have one more question about this beach moment. So, or I guess pool beach lawn chair moment, whatever you want to call it. So when you were kind of, I mean, you knew you wanted to make these changes, but this thought that you had, like, you know, am I allowed to love myself as I'm losing weight? Like, how did you grapple with that? Because I know there are women listening to the show, knowing they are uncomfortable in their bodies, but procrastinating on making a change because they're still holding on to that body positivity piece. So what would you say to those women about having body positivity and also having weight loss goals at the same time? Yeah. So I think I would say like for me, I really had to dabble into body positivity and healthy So like you said, like I wasn't disappointed in who I was at that point, but I also didn't feel healthy. Like I didn't wake up feeling energized and I didn't want to take my dog for a walk and I didn't want to go for a hike. Granted, I live in Florida, so hiking here is hot, but like I just didn't. Yeah. I'm like, don't go hiking right now. We're recording this in July. But I didn't really, I like refrained from doing a lot of activities and it wasn't because I know now it was because I wasn't healthy. So I think that you have to decide and like really make the decision for yourself of, yes, you can love your body right now, but are you fueling it to make sure that it lasts for your lifetime? And are you going to be proud of it? Because I wasn't proud of it and I am now. But again, it's not because I lost the weight. It's just because I changed my lifestyle and I'm healthier and I'm happier. And yeah. I love it. When you first signed up and you committed yourself rather to your journey, different than just even signing up for something, because you can sign up for something and not do it, right? But when you like really applied, signed up, committed to this fitness journey, I like to call a fitness journey more than weight loss journey. 
did you know how much weight or like had an intention around how much weight you wanted to lose? Or were you one of those people that was like, you know what, let's just get this ball moving. Let's, let's try to lose the first five to 10 pounds and see where this shit takes us. Yeah. So I, I had an idea in my head and I think that it was, so I remember meeting with like the coach the first time and get asked questions like, what was your lowest weight? Like, what's your goal weight? And I remember like throwing out the number and I was not that weight since probably like my freshman year of college. And I think I chose that number mainly because I thought that I was the most confident at that weight. And so I was just like, I need to be back at this weight. And I remember the coach, she was like, maybe... And I got to that weight in college because I was working out twice a day. I was so strict on my diet. It was not sustainable at all. And so she kind of like sat me down immediately and was like, we may have to alter this and make it more like. She's like being so polite. Like we may need to explore another goal for you, Kayla. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she's like, do you want to work out every day, twice a day? And I'm like, no, that sounds terrible. And she's like, yeah, so this may not work. And so I did have a number in my mind and it wasn't realistic. Like, I don't think. Like now looking back, you can look back and be like, the numbers I set were actually far lower and just not realistic versus where I'm at now, 25 pounds down, like feeling so happy. Yeah. And I think especially because I did the 90 day program with you and I said that I wanted to lose 25 pounds in 90 days. And I said, it's doable for sure for the people that can be super restrictive. And I thought I could do that and that it was going to work for me. And it didn't. And I did get to the weight that I said that I wanted to, but I took a year to do it. And I'm completely fine with that because I was able to learn to live my life and not have this like fitness journey be a burden. It was something I enjoyed doing. I fell in love with it. And it wasn't something that I woke up and was like, Oh God, I have to go walk my dog three laps and get my 10,000 steps in. And it's like punishment or a chore. Like yeah. this became fitness wasn't your entire life. It was a part of your life. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I got so excited for it too. Like I loved, I started running 5Ks and now I run a 5K every month. Oh, every month, Kayla. Yeah, I know. But the reason that I started running at all was because around the time that we were doing the 90 day FitBod was around Thanksgiving and you had a program where we ran a mile a week. And so then I started doing that and now I'm running 5Ks. Unbelievable. Going back to what you said around, okay, you initially had wanted to lose 25 pounds inside a Fitbit body. And yes, we've had clients do that. Yes, it is technically possible, but you know, it took you a year to do it, a full year plus keeping it off for a few months and all of that jazz. So, you know, for women out there that are setting their initial weight loss goals. This is something I see a lot where people often will ask me like, Lauren, how much weight do you think I could lose in 90 days? For instance, whether it's 90 day fit bay body or just like a span of three months in general, and we can give numbers, but ultimately the numbers I give mean shit. Surely they mean shit because it depends on how you're coming in, what you're willing to sacrifice and sacrifice is not a bad thing, but like this does take sacrifice. Like if you are really busy you know, might be harder for you to prioritize certain things and really get the most out of weight loss versus someone who has less time and they are, you know, doing the best that they can. So anyway, for women out there that I feel like 
might need to hear this message. If they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves, thinking about how much weight can I lose in 90 days? What would you say to them as someone who didn't achieve the goal she had in 90 days, but is actually far more thankful and happier that it didn't happen that way genuinely, because you're actually in a better place now. Yeah. I would love to have like an intervention with all of those women, to be honest. Like I want to hold a stop sign up and be like, no, no, no. Like, please stop. You're missing the point. (laughs) Yes. You're missing the point of this. I think. And that's like so huge because I remember at one point in the 90 day Fitbot, I, we do the weekly check-ins and I was like, I lost, I don't know, two pounds this week. Like I'm definitely discouraged. And when you set a goal like that of losing an X amount of weight in a certain amount of time and you don't achieve it, it's disappointing. It sucks. You feel so discouraged and you don't. And that's why some, I think so many women stop because they're like, okay, yeah, I lost 10 pounds. Bingo. Yep. I lost 10 pounds, but like, I still need 10 more to go in another 90 days. And that's not the point of this. So honestly, like I would love to just, I wish that there was a way to get women to be accepting of the timeline. Like, yes, it's slow. And there were a few months where I did, my scale did not move at all. I'm still, I can show you all of my paper. I write my weight down every day still. And so for a whole year, and there's like months that I did not lose any at all, but I'm, I'm proud that I was able to maintain for months because I wasn't changing what I was eating. I wasn't changing what I was doing, but I was able to maintain that and not gain anything, which in the past is what I would have done. So that's a milestone also that women have to be excited for and learn to appreciate in their fitness journey. And it's not something that I was ever able to do until now. Yeah. I think part of the problem too, is many times I see this with many women and I used to be this way. If you're only showing up and how you're showing up is determined only by what the scale is showing you, that eventually will blow up in your face. And so we have to get to the point that Kayla's at, that she's describing where how you're showing up is not just case dependent on what the scale is showing you one day. It's a part of you. It's a part of your character. It's just a part of your being and a part of how you live your life. But I think where some of the struggle comes in is if you're week after week, not seeing progress, especially in a, in a push phase, trying to lose your first 10 pounds, if you're not seeing progress, that's where things need to tweak and change. And we can definitely chat through some of the tweaks and changes that I know you made Kayla, but ultimately Making tweaks and changes when you're genuinely stuck is a lot different than not showing up just because the scale isn't moving. And I think that line is really distorted and we sometimes like don't talk about it. But yeah, I think the bigger issue, and I completely agree with you, many women give up not because they're not capable of seeing progress. It's because the timeline doesn't match what they want it to. So their reality does not match what their expectations are. And I always say when your reality and expectations are not in alignment, That's where there's a lot of disconnect that can happen. And that usually leads to getting off track. But I would really challenge anyone who does feel this way and they're kind of grappling with this. Something I ask my clients a lot that I may have asked Kayla at one point is, well, what would you do if you weren't doing this? Because chances are, if you've done fat diets before, what would you do? You'd go back to the thing that didn't work. That was the whole reason you're listening to this podcast or signing up for this program or that program in the first place. There's nothing to go back to because that shit didn't work. So it's one of those things like you have to change. Like you have to, I'm here to deliver the news. You have to change. Yeah. And I think that that's like such an important message. And there's a lot of times where 
some of like my friends from grad school will be like, you lost so much weight. Like you look so great. Like I'm, I'm not eating carbs and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Oh, Oh no. (laughs) I'm like, that's not what I did. Like I feel like within the five minute conversation that I'm having with them, I'm like, I'm just constantly like reiterating the message that it's not a fad diet. Like it has to be a lifestyle change and you have to be patient and give yourself grace because it's not going to be a consistent journey. And if you're holding yourself to this deadline or this like unrealistic goal, you're not going to feel confident in the journey and you're not going to achieve the goal that you want. Yeah. You talked about like changes and really what I call, it's not sexy, but like course corrections and things like food log reviews that I know we gave you inside of the program and even tweaks that I know you changed on your own, even outside of coaching, right? After, after your time ended. What were some of the things you changed on your journey that you can look back on that I think might also be just great inspiration for women out there who may be stuck, who, you know, this week, actually, as I'm recording this, we released the Stuck to Slaying Weight Loss mini course. And for so many women, like you're stuck because you don't know how to pivot, how to change, especially if you're doing something that is holding you back. So what were some of those things that you can look back on that you changed throughout your journey? I would say for... Nutrition wise, I increased my protein so much. I had no idea. Like, that is the one thing I learned through you that stands out the most is to eat protein. And I remember the first probably three weeks of the 90 day, you would always say, like, oh, Kayla, you got to get more protein. And I'm like, I just don't like, I was so resistant to your like advice on this because I didn't believe you. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Or I just like, it not necessarily didn't believe you, but I just didn't believe that protein can have such an impact. And wow, I started, I remember the first week that I started drinking protein shakes. I think I used the Fairlife ones. I'm not even sure anymore. Oh yeah, Fairlife. Yeah. Yeah. And I like logged the number. You were like, you did it. And I remember <laughs> feeling, I was like, wow. And my scale went down. I was like, my protein went up so much, but my scale went down and I had more energy. And I think that moment, like it just clicked. So definitely more protein, getting more vegetables in. Like I was not, I thought that I ate a lot of vegetables until I was sitting there and logging them. And I'm like, okay, you're not even, you're not even like touching it. I totally want to interrupt you and ask, do you, and it's okay if you don't, but I have to ask, do you remember what like a sample day or like some of your meals prior to making these changes looked like versus give us an example of like now or like after you added in the veggies and the protein? I'm curious like what it was before versus now. Yeah. Oh man, a year ago. Got to go back deep for that one in the archives. (laughs) I know, right? That's like a lot of food logs ago. Yeah, I still have all of them, so I should have I should have pulled them up. We should have prepared for our exam today. <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm gonna go back into the archives, and honestly, I was not eating nearly enough. So, I would say, like for breakfast, I would probably eat a bagel because it was nice and quick, and I could eat it on my way to work. And then lunch, I would say that's where I felt the most confident in my weight loss. I was like, oh, okay, I'm eating chicken and frozen vegetables. Perfect. Chicken and just frozen veggies. Yeah. Yeah. And then dinner would probably be like maybe a turkey burger and maybe a turkey burger. Like that would be it. Like there was no sides. <laughs> oh, like just, a, just a plain turkey burger, yeah. which I've seen before on food logs, by the way. So yeah. we have this bagel for breakfast, no high quality protein, 
We had chicken and veggies, so no carb here. Then we'd have like the turkey burger for dinner. But like many of my clients and, and you know, everyone is the same, not just Kayla, like literally every single person is the same. So meaning you had this day of eating very low in calories. What was happening the other days? Because we all know typically when you are really under eating some days, shit catches up to you other days. Then that weekly calorie average is boom, not where we want it to be. So what was happening those other days for you? I would other days when I'm eating like that little, if I was going out the next day, like out to dinner, I'm just over. I'm consuming so much. Yeah. We're not tracking. We don't even know what was happening at that dinner, but we know that it was a lot more than what was happening, like under eating at home. Oh yeah. So much more than I like overate. And so I felt like shit. And then Monday would come around and then I'm back to eating nothing. Yeah. And then the weekends came and I did the same thing. And that went on for so, so long. And you work out, Kayla. I remember that about Mm -hmm. you, which is part of the reason why I was like, not only do you need protein to lose body fat, but you are a working out girlfriend. And I know you like to like lift some weights at Orange Theory from what I remember. So, Mm -hmm. you know, with that, like we need some extra protein there. So And I was doing Orange Theory for like six months and I didn't lose anything. So now I know why, because I wasn't eating right. But my diet now. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear your diet now. Yeah. So now I'll wake up and I'll have eggs or avocado toast. And then I have a snack in the afternoon, which is weird. Never did that before. So I'll make like a protein smoothie with like frozen strawberries and Greek yogurt, almond milk, a scoop of protein powder, like really getting everything in there. For lunch, I usually have, I'm really big into salads. So I'll go to Sweet Green and have like a big Harvest Bowl salad, my favorite. Oh, wait, the Harvest Bowl is the best. The best from Sweet Green. Can't sway away from it. It's so good. You know what's really sad about it? I could make that at home. I mean, when you think about it, the ingredients are so simple, but there is something about getting the Harvest Salad from Sweet Green that I will just always get it at Sweet Green. Literally, sponsor me, Sweet Green, because I love that. Yes, sponsor this episode, Sweet Green. I would love a little sample. (laughs) It's so good. So yeah, I'll have something like that or my whatever I cooked for dinner, I'll have leftovers for that. And then dinner is really when I got like my vegetables in. I was starting asparagus and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Throughout the day, I would also snack on fruit. So apples, the bananas. (laughs) The banana. I was eating more pretzels and hummus, like the snacks that I was choosing too, they had more nutrients rather than eating like a small bag of, I don't even know, like skinny pop popcorn, which is like fine. It's a good low carb, whatever, but it didn't give me anything to like run the rest of my day on. And then I started drinking the Fairlife Hell yeah. smoothies and I wouldn't finish the whole bottle at once. I would like measure it out and those lasted me a few days, but Yeah, I was just eating so much more and feeling so much better and not gaining weight, which was such a weird mental block for me because I just always thought if I keep eating more then I'm going to gain weight and that's not what happened. So you're really saying you allowed yourself to eat more, which was technically just for technicalities out there was less than what she was eating before, Yeah, but it was just more intentional. It was more consistent day to day. Yeah. And I think it sounds like the biggest thing that was holding you back was being able to consistently day to day, not have such highs and lows to your intake, but be consistent day to day with your food and have some, dare I say the word consistent again, but have consistency in your diet. So you knew what to expect. 
you know, was that something that if you could put a timeline on how long, I mean, I know over a course of a year and like the totality of your weight loss goals, like we're talking about that timeline, but from the moment you joined and like learned a lot of this to like implementing trial and error to getting to the place where like, you felt like you really like a lot of this clicked and you began to see really consistent progress week to week because your diet was consistent. How long do you think that took for you? Was that a few weeks? Was that a few months? Was that just all of the 90 day fit Bay body program? It took you some time to really learn this all. What would you put the time on? Yeah, I would say at least a month. Like really it took the whole 90 days because you're learning so much throughout, but like really a month of being consistent with logging your food, because I feel like there's such a stigma of counting your macros and your calories. And it's not an easy thing to do. Like you, you have to make a conscious effort of doing this every single day. So really becoming consistent on that took a while. But I think that that was really the most eye-opening thing for me when I was really getting good at tracking it because I it gave me a visual, which I've never had before, of what I was putting into my body and expecting my body to run on. And it was not running on the 900 calories that I was consuming just because I was only eating lunch or dinner or breakfast and dinner. Like, What did I think my body was going to be able to do on that? I don't know. But so it was very, very eye-opening to have that visual. And then also your support of being like, look what you're doing. Like it's, it's not working. And I just had to trust the process. So in the long run, I would say the whole 90 days plus some, because you have to be consistent after you're done with the 90 days. But the huge learning gap, I would say I started to bridge that gap after a month. That is really huge. And you know why that's really huge? Because many people, they go on a diet for a few days and they expect progress in a few days. So we have Miss Kayla here who's saying, wow, it took me a month to really get my feet planted, understand what I was doing. And you are just living proof of what we talk about all the time, which is calorie tracking is a tool. It is not a diet. It's a way to change our diet and help us understand accountability and what targets we're hitting and what to make tweaks and adjustments on. But it is not the diet. And I think so many women sell themselves short because they begin tracking. They want to hit certain numbers. Heck, maybe they are hitting certain numbers, but you don't realize what you don't know. Like you need to use that tool to your advantage. It isn't just about hitting these numbers and then complaining you're not losing weight. It's okay, let's explore. What are these numbers? Oh, wow. You're not tracking accurately. That's why, that's why you're not losing weight or, oh, like let's actually tweak these numbers. Like maybe you need an adjustment. Oh, you're hitting your calories, but oh, look, your protein you're not hitting. Oh, you're hitting all of your macros. Oh, but you're not having any vegetable on most of your days. So it's, I love how you're saying it's a month because it needs to take weeks. And also I just want to point out, we always say, okay, with the lowest weight of the week, it takes three to four weeks to know if you're truly plateaued, what needs to tweak, what needs to change. That aligns with your month timeline. That is not by chance because you need to give yourself some time to build momentum. Momentum doesn't happen after one week of tracking your calories. It happens after you have multiple weeks back to back where you're like, you know, I may have not been perfect every day, but I'm doing better than I was before. And I hit it out of the ballpark for my expectations of myself. I love that you said a month. I'm so glad that yeah. not, not, not a few weeks or a few short weeks. This isn't scripted. This is not scripted. I, this swear, is not scripted. It was, I swear it was a month. And I think another huge thing that I learned and that going back to the question of what I did to really change portion control, like in that I was terrible at that before using the big plates and just, I was like, Oh, if I put a little less, it's fine. And 
but like also helping with like tracking and measuring that helped me with portion control. And I don't, I don't really track anymore. Like I got to the point where I can kind of like eyeball. Love to hear that. It's not a lifelong sentence. Like you, you just need to give yourself time to learn it. And now I can see like, okay, this is going to be way too much food for me. And I'll ask like a waiter to bring me a box even before I start eating because I was the type of person that I'd look at my plate and I'm like, I won't eat this at home. So I have to eat all of it right now. And that was a huge mental, like emotional, poor eating habit that I had to overcome through 90 days of babe is to be okay with not finishing the freaking food on my plate. Because no one cares if I finish it. Yeah. But I cared, but no one else, no one else cares. No one else cares. You know, over the course of a year, a year's a long time for motivation, right? Motivation when you're on that beach in Greece and you don't feel confident. Yeah, motivation's really high. You're like, I'm ordering the freaking salad or whatever it is, right? Mm, Not that a salad's healthy, but you guys get the gist. But as you lose weight, as you get farther along, as time goes by, I always say, especially four or five, six weeks into coaching, those are the toughest times. Also, week seven is always notable to me. Like the beginning and the end can be very like motivational for people, but like it's it's that middle shit that sometimes is just really, really tough for people. So I'm just so curious, Kayla, how how did you stay motivated as you work towards this 25 pounds down, knowing the time it took? And you just kept like your spirits up and you kept your eyes on the prize. What motivated you and how did you kind of like celebrate yourself? Yeah. So, and I think that this is really important to talk about because like you said, a year is a long time and keeping yourself motivated and giving yourself grace throughout the process is, I think it's, it's hard. So for me, I had a little like 20 pound tracker. So wait, we are going to need a screenshot of this. Because my computer little video right now, guys, which you guys can't see, is like all pixelated because of the platform we record on. But Kayla, I expect a screenshot of this. Oh, absolutely. I'll send it to you. So what it is, it's just a 20-pound journey to a healthier me. And so it does every, I know, so sweet, five-pound increment. So I wanted to kind of like reward myself for whenever I got to the certain weight. So as you should, baby, I'm all about little rewards to get through life. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You got to celebrate the small things. So for instance, like the first one was my five pound reward is, and this is really funny. Remember I did this a year ago. I wrote nothing, do better. And like, that just kind of shows you the like mentality that I, your mindset. Yes. This is a year old. That was my mindset. Five pounds. I wasn't going to celebrate anything because that was only five pounds and it wasn't anything important to me, which is crazy because it is. That was five pounds. So that was crazy. And then like my 10 pound, I wanted to have like a Lululemon outfit. And then 15 pounds, I wanted to get an Athleta outfit. So you can see that I'm big into workout clothes. You know what? This is all coming back to me. You shared this in our group. I did. Yeah. But you didn't share necessarily this like document, but you shared, I remember literally I, something weird about me guys is I have like very weird photographic memory, things that are so random. I remember like someone randomly July 2nd of two years ago, I I might remember the DM like that kind of crazy. (laughs) I remember Kayla, you posting in our community area being like, I'm buying a new workout outfit because I hit 10 pounds down and all these other comments of girls being like, oh, like maybe I should reward myself and like celebrate how far I've come. Anyway, you're, you're very motivated by workout clothing. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, and especially because my my body was changing. So I was like, I have to get new workout clothes because now these don't fit me the way I want them to. So I liked having that like visual tracker as well, not just because it got me excited for my new workout outfit, but because it was, again, I'm a huge visual person. So I loved coloring in the numbers of being like, okay, one pound down, two pound down. And it was very exciting to actually be able to complete the the form. So that really helped. And then I think after I lost about 10 pounds, people started to notice and they would just give me little compliments of, I remember someone stopped me and I work in a school and she stopped me and she's like, you are losing a lot of weight. Like the first thing I want to ask you that was like, are you trying? Cause I don't want to compliment you if you're not trying. So self-aware. Wow. I know. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow. I was so taken back in a good way. Cause I was like, I, I really am. And I appreciate you like approaching that in the way that you did. So I also started to, when I got those compliments, that was a huge motivator. And I find myself now doing that to other women when I'm seeing changes, because you are going to hit a plateau at some point, And it is going to be harder to lose weight, especially because when you're not losing fat anymore, and you're kind of like toning up your body, the, the visual of your body takes a little bit longer to see your you getting toned especially because the scale's not changing. So you're, you lost, and I'm putting this in air quotes, you lost that visual on the scale of, okay, I'm still losing weight. I'm doing great. So those like external compliments, those motivators, those helped me a lot too. Just having like a hype, hype woman, hype man, whoever's there like noticing because it's, it's hard work. People should notice and you should get complimented on it because it's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, you bring up this last like five, 10 pounds fat loss phase. And I always talk about the last five, 10, 15 pounds being way more about body composition, but we focus on body composition, no matter how much weight you want to lose. That being said, losing, you know, your first five or 10 pounds on a 25 pound weight loss journey, the progress looks different on the scale and on your body different than the last five or 10 pounds. So for any women out there in that transitional period where they have lost weight, say like five, 15, 10 pounds, five I did that out of order. Five, ten, or fifteen pounds. You, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, Kayla. Absolutely. And they're transitioning into like the last ten or last fifteen pounds or wherever they're at on their journey. What would you say to them in terms of changing expectations and keeping motivated, knowing that okay, how you track your progress is going to have to change because you have less body weight to lose. The scale is not going to go down in the same way. Yeah, I can like remember vividly. There was a, I was twelve pounds down, and I was sending you my progress pictures. And I was disappointed in my progress pictures. I We have that on the record. Kayla was disappointed, 12 pounds down, still didn't like her progress photos. <laughs> I hated them. I And I remember saying that. I was like, I'm, I should see something else. Like there was a difference, of course, but I just like wasn't rewarding for me. And so I think we, like you talk a lot about like taking the progress pictures and taking the measurements because my measurements showed that my waist got smaller and it was a number that I could feel proud of. But like, if I was just focusing on those progress pictures, like that wasn't going to be enough. And looking at the scale, like that wasn't enough, but like my arms are a lot more toned now. And I, I'm so much more confident with them. Cause I felt like I had like the bingo arms all the time. And if I didn't have like the measurement to feel good with, then I think I would have had a set like a further setback. So I think making sure that you're doing everything like, yes, take the scale for a grain of salt if you need it. And then make sure that you're taking those progress pictures and the measurements and 
really looking at it as a whole. Like you can't hype on one thing because it's not going to get you to your end result because there's so much changing in your body and in your appearance than just one measurement. Yeah. And what you're saying is it's not just about it's not about, okay, you're not allowed to feel discouraged or disappointed. We're not here to change those emotions, but it's looking at the facts of the data and the numbers, meaning like measurements and you know how your arm diameter is changing and that kind of stuff and progress photos and even the scale. But it's also taking it a step further and knowing if I'm going in the right direction, whether it's the amount of weight I wanted to lose this week or not, am I just going in the right direction? And not even each week, over time. When we look at two, three weeks, a month over time, are we going forward? Because there are going to be times where you plateau where you don't see as much progress or, you know, you get to this point where the progress does change because you have less body weight to lose, especially if you're on a bigger fitness journey. But those are really awesome tips to stay motivated. You know, thinking about everything we talked about today, as we're wrapping up, we talked about, you know, just over the course of a year, everything you've learned. I'm just so curious, what is one thing you really learned about yourself on this journey? Oh, I love that question. I think one thing that I learned about myself, and it has nothing to do really with me physically, I would say I learned that I can do hard things because a fitness journey, like you want, like what you call it, is freaking hard. You're going from like not feeling comfortable with yourself, and you're probably in this like spiral of comparing yourself to other people around you, or maybe your friend is on this fitness journey with you and she's dropping weight a lot faster than you are. And it's just hard. And so I feel like I learned that I can separate like other people's wins and can be excited for them, but also be forgiving of myself that maybe my journey isn't going as fast and that's okay. And I can continue to do a hard thing, even if it's taking a little bit longer, or I am at the point in the week where I just want to throw in the towel, but you can keep going. So mentally, just, yeah, I just feel so much more confident in like hard things. I can do hard things. You're a tough cookie. Fitness journeys, when I ask that question for context, fitness journeys teach you so much more about yourself and you think it's about the weight loss, but no, it's about like what you become on a fitness journey because you not only become fit, but you also become this just completely different version of yourself. And you are the perfect example of this, Kayla. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I really owe, I owe so much of my journey to you. Like I know that I did the hard, the hard work part of it, but without you and without having the Lady Gaga fit group that I was in. Shout out to Lady Gaga. Yes, when we did the group names. Yeah. Long live Lady Gaga. Love Lady Gaga. Yes. I feel like I just didn't have the tools to get there and you gave them to me. And I feel like I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for you coming on the show today. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.